following conversation with Bev Vasquez and Richard Hall, two members of DSA, Democratic Socialists of Central Oregon, originally aired May 31st, 2019 on the Radical Songbook on KPOV 88.9 FM High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. The Radical Songbook is hosted by Michael Funky. It is a two-hour show highlighting the role that music plays in social justice and protest, and it airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. I do have some guests here in the house, Richard Hall and Bev Vasquez. All right, Bev Vasquez, and they are members of Democratic Socialists of America here in uh, Central Oregon. So is this, a um, for starters, I guess, uh, there are chapters all over the country. Are, are you an official chapter? Not as of yet. We are very close. Uh, we need a total of 15 paid members uh, and a five-person organizing committee, which we have, and then to set up bylaws that'll be approved by national DSA. Oh, you got to set up bylaws. Yeah, yeah. We, we do have to, you know, we have to yeah. keep our house in order. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, yeah. rules. But, uh, okay. But yeah, we're we're very close. We have uh, we have about twelve active members. Mm-hmm. I don't think all of them are dues paying to national yet. But in terms of what our local engagement is, that's about what we have for um, our weekly meetings. Great. And full disclosure to listeners, I'm a, I'm also a card carrying member, uh, inactive but card carrying member of DSA. Woohoo! Uh, thank you. So, yeah. You, I hope you knew that. I hope you're counting me as one yeah, of the. We've, yeah, we, yeah. we've seen you around. <laughs> We're just trying to get up, yeah. to your, yeah. up to your 15, your number, whatever you need. So, all right. So, Democratic Socialists of America, we all know. I, well, we don't all know. But DSA has been around for a long time. Uh, since 82. Since, yep. Since in. Uh, and it, it just cre- there was just a massive surge and in increase in, in Democratic Socialism after, uh, during and after Bernie Sanders' campaign for president in 2016. Because Bernie was really, you know, when when people asked him, so are you a socialist? He said yes Mm -hmm. Uh, and didn't try to dodge around it or anything like that and tried his best to explain to the mainstream media and to the people of the country what democratic socialism was all about. And um, I think that combined with I would I'd argue that combined with, you know, just essentially I think there's a growing number of people in this country, younger folks, younger than me anyway. Who the words who for 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 them the word socialism is not this horrible thing that they run away from that mm-hmm. they're more open yeah. to, uh, which I think has a lot to lot to say about um, the state of capitalism. So let's start. Mm-hmm. Let's start first. Why are you socialist? I mean, what's wrong with capitalism? You know, okay, I'll go ahead and start. Um, You know, I became a democratic socialist and I identify as a socialist because, I mean, I graduated high school in 2009. Uh, My folks had a plumbing business and were working in construction in Central Oregon. And I saw the devastation that the economic crash had. I saw how, you know, as a result of that, the people that got hurt the worst were the people at the bottom of society. And I saw that people who had wealth picked up the wealth that the people at the bottom lost. And it was very frustrating to me. And it was very obvious that the way things were organized were not for the benefit of people. It was for the benefit of um, some wealthy few, for the benefit of those who had the wealth. And I think socialism to me is the idea that, um, you know, if we're going to have... uh, society it should be you know organized for the benefit of the greater good and i don't think i'm that wild in believing that and i don't think it's exceptionally radical to be a socialist to be honest i just 
it's it's an ethical, humane way to run society. And we've seen how capitalism has steered our country and, you know, um, the extremism we're seeing rising on the right in our country, uh, the growing wealth inequality. And, you know, I just I feel personally as a member of this society and my community that it's my job to try and advocate for something better. And I think socialism is where it's at. Richard? I, I agree with all that. Um, yeah, definitely the crash of 2008 really started to bring into focus a lot of the problems uh, that capitalism has uh, baked in to the system, I, I, I would like to point out. And, um, you know, e- even after 2008, um, there are so many sectors of society, even, you know, looking back at my hometown and my family and friends that, you know, we're in 2019 now and they haven't recovered from that crash. Um, and it seems like since, since the crash of, of 2008, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it seems like it's accelerated. The inequality has accelerated. Um, the sort of quote unquote middle class or people in the middle, are quickly slipping to the bottom and the people that were already at the bottom are falling even further. They're falling through the cracks of society. And uh, it, it really speaks to the troubles of a, a capitalistic uh, economy and also the sort of capitalistic cultural mindset as well. Mm-hmm. So it sounds to me like both of you were pretty much moving in this direction before Bernie Sanders' campaign in 2016, but were you both active in Bernie's campaign? Yeah. We were, yeah, yeah. Um, We actually met through the Ben for Bernie Sanders campaign. So as the primary was going on, uh, we both uh, volunteered uh, for that campaign. That's how we met and some of our other members uh, in DSA to this day. Um, Yeah, the the thing about – I think the thing about the 2008 crash is um, to a lot of people it – indicated these sorts of problems but for for me personally and i I think for a lot of people it wasn't until like bernie sanders speaking about these things that it sort of like crystallized and and gave a lot of us the language and class consciousness to express and and really unravel like what was really happening yeah and kind of you know um being able to call um, the policies that Bernie was campaigning on democratic socialism gave a label to what previously was just kind of leftist or progressive politics. Um, I was a part of the Occupy movement and um, always got flack for, well, why? What is this about? What do you want? What do you mean? And I think, you know, a lot of us knew it's like we have the power as people, but we don't have the wealth. You know, if we work together, we could change things. And I think um, Bernie just put it on the national front, started talking about these issues that we've all talked about, you know, individually amongst ourselves, but we hadn't heard a politician on the national stage be willing to address these things. So, Absolutely. And, and Bernie's campaign showed the power of people. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, Bernie's been a, a socialist for a long time, mm-hmm. and even even before he was elected mayor of Bur- Burlington, Vermont, he was uh, he actually did a uh, 
puts produced a record. Uh, yeah, Eugene V. Debs, have you heard that? Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's kind of hilarious because Eugene De- Eugene V. Debs came from Terre Haute, Indiana, and yeah. I'm sure did not have a Brooklyn accent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, my my family, you know, we uh, I'm my family comes from like the Terre Haute Vincennes oh. area, so yeah. kind of yeah. growing up like hearing about Eugene Debs, and there's also some old socialist utopian uh kind of ghost towns down right. in that area too yeah. which are very interesting yeah, uh, yeah. V- yeah really cool historical uh uh areas yeah so bernie basically you know his campaign i think i mean obviously you look at the the current campaign and all of a sudden um things like um medicare for all um 15 minimum wage mm-hmm. and other issues that bernie that back then to other Democrats were saying never going to happen. Now they're all saying that it should pie ha- in the sky. Now no way, yeah. never. You know too that's radical. too far. That's too far. Now it's all part of their platforms. Yep. Supposedly, we'll see. That, yeah. Fascinating, yeah. isn't it? How yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I don't know that I necessarily trust uh, where some of these platforms are uh, a mile wide and an inch deep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, all right. So it was. So how did that? So did you? Did either of you know anything about DSA before Bernie's campaign? We, I had heard rumblings of it, um, but it wasn't until actually the campaign had wrapped up and uh, Bev brought it to our attention. Okay. So as as we were all uh, working and active in the Ben for Bernie Sanders campaign during the primary, like I said, uh, you know that that all res- resolved twenty sixteen resolved the way it did, and uh, you know we we were just kind of like adrift. Right. We all wanted to still be active. We were yeah. still meeting, but we didn't know yeah. what we were doing. Right. It was like, yeah. uh, what next? What yeah. now? Yeah, well, that's great, though. That's really good. Yeah, so, yeah I, I, I remember. Was... Oh, sorry. I, I remember distinctly it was the day after Inauguration Day, uh, January of 2017. We were all sitting around at our usual meeting, uh, our, our sort of driftless meeting and, and drinking. And try, you know, like head in hands, like, what are we going to do? We still want to do something. We still have uh, work to be done. We have energy to give. What do we do? And and then Bev brought up. Yeah. And, um, you know, thanks to getting engaged on Twitter, um, you know, all of these people that I was following were talking about DSA and um, a podcast I was listening to, Chapo Trap House. They had talked about the DSA, and I was going, okay, what is this DSA about? And um, it was probably about a month or two later that I started telling the folks, I'm like, hey, the DSA seems to be doing a lot of stuff. The DSA seems to be moving. I think we ought to look at joining up with the DSA. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, kind of the rest is history from there. We started up with the DSA. We had a bit of a lag, and then this past year... um, we restarted, uh, thanks largely to just people in the community being interested. We still had a Facebook page, and um, we had, you know, like eight or nine messages. Hey, is this group still active? Hey, I want to get involved. And so when we started it back up, it uh, kind of grew almost instantly. And it was amazing because, you know, 2017, DSA was like this brand new idea here. Mm-hmm. And then we got back together this year, and it's like our previous members were already like, engaged with the podcast engaged with folks who were part of the movement you know like it it went from being this thing that was like brand new to like this this is a force to be reckoned with and you know we want to be involved with it we want to bring this to our community 
Yeah, and it's, so it's it's evolved after Bernie's campaign from being what would have to be called a relatively small socialist organization to now the largest uh, left organization. Uh, yeah, socialist. So you want to? Can you give us a little history about DSA? Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, segueing from what you were just saying, the uh, the membership of the national DSA overall. Uh, so, like I said earlier, the the official inception of DSA was around eighty two, and for decades, the membership was in between four thousand to seven thousand members nationwide. And um, after Bernie Sanders ran, uh, it exploded. So membership shot up. So uh, Bev and I uh, joined in January, roughly January, February of 2017. And by the end of 2017, they had gone from usually hovering around maybe 7,000 members nationwide to 32,000 by the end of 2017. And then as of today, we are north of 60,000 members nationwide. And we have, um, there are chapters and organizing committees in every state. Yeah. And and there are notable DSA uh, uh, members in office. Uh, a lot of people know Ex- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez from New York, Rashida Tlaib from Michigan, uh, Lee Carter from the Virginia House of Delegates, and then uh, just this past month, there were six DSA members that won seats in the 50-seat uh, Chicago City Council, right. which is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And DSA was it was a it was a merger of the New American Movement and the De- Democratic Socialist Organizing Committee, yep. which was formed by a guy named Michael Harrington back then. But uh, the roots of DSA. Michael, are you looking at my notes right now? No, no. I, <laughs> I'm old, he knows. I, he knows. I'm an old fart, so I know. I knew all these people that were. I knew people in NAM, and I knew people in yeah. DSOC, yeah, and I knew people in the CP, and I knew people in. That's the, you name it, you know, and I knew people in those organizations. But it has its roots going way back Absolutely. to the, the Socialist Absolutely. Party and back to the party of Debs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the cool part is the DSA does directly trace its roots back to the original Socialist Party that put Eugene Debs up for president in this country. I mean, we're really part of a historical movement. I think uh, sometimes, you know... Um, I was unaware a lot of the socialist history of this country um, until I started getting involved in the politics here. And I thought, wow, this is a cool new thing. And then I came to realize, no, this is a cool thing that has been around for a long time, right. but it's reemerging, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and for um, a new generation, it's it's the message of hope we need in a time where, you know, what's the alternative? What are we being offered as an alternative to this? Right. Yeah, I mean, there were there were socialists that were elected mayors. The Milwaukee had a, a mayor for many, many years. And and, uh, and there were even communists that were elected to the New York City Council back in the 40s as well. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And so there, there is this history that, you know, essentially was, uh, shall we say, to put it mildly, disrupted by the Cold War and the Red Scare in the early, yeah. late 40s and early 50s, Absolutely. which really kind of drove all of these left organizations. Well, it caused a lot of people out of, for a variety of reasons, including fear yeah. uh, to leave the organizations and to cause the organizations to essentially lose members, dwindle, and in many respects kind of go almost underground, not quite underground, but but almost in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. And and it's been a, uh, that, that whole, you know, the whole McCarthy period, the Red Scare, uh, anti-communism. Um, I mean, it was all really geared to, uh, you know, it, it, the, the reason that that all came about was because uh, – People on the left were getting too much power. 
Mm-hmm. There was a big, I don't know if you know, there was a big general strike in 1946 where workers in the electrical industry, the steel industry, and the auto industry all simultaneously went out on strike. And the chairman of General Motors essentially said, never again. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that led to legislation and, and efforts to essentially make the left illegal. Mm-hmm. And kicked, mm-hmm. a, kicked a lot of leftists out of the labor movement, and it was all all had its roots in working class uh, struggles. Absolutely, the uh, the capitalist objection to working class struggle. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, dramatic growth, it's great. And so, how did you actually? So, you, your your chapter. Um, not quite a chapter organizing yeah, yeah, committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm We're sorry. Close. Our I'm group. Sorry. Yeah. Our group. Yeah. yeah. But but let's talk a little bit about uh, just backing up a little bit again. So when we talk about when you talk about democratic socialism, um, what's the importance to you of the word democratic in the in, when you talk about socialism? Sure. So um, yeah. So the the general philosophy of democratic so- socialism is one that advocates for political democracy. It gives equal protection of human rights, civil rights, civil liberties, political freedoms for all people. And um, democratic socialists argue that capitalism is inherently incompatible with, uh, with what they hold to be democratic values of liberty, equality, and solidarity. Um, and so democratic socialists are fighting for socially owned, for a socially owned economy that emphasizes self-management and democratic management of of economic institutions within the market or even a form of decentralized planned socialist economy. So, where the democracy fits in that, um I I think that there's some pretty good examples that we can point to that are uh you know, pretty pretty relevant right now. Um so one is uh businesses that are co-ops where everyone that works at the business is a co-owner. That's that's a great way to have democracy. Uh, you know, you sort of flatten out the hierarchy uh, of that business so that it's not bosses, middle managers, and workers. Um, there's uh, also been talk of uh, federally backed loans for employees uh, for, to buy their businesses. So if the businesses or workplaces that they work at if the owners go to sell them, you know, uh, what about legislation to help the workers of that business buy that company from the current owner and then literally turn it into a co-op? Um, yeah. So, so those those are some of the like more democratic, uh, democratic economic examples uh, that I can give. And uh, along that same line, there's also just in the past couple weeks, there's some pretty interesting things going on. Uh, so just this week, uh, Senator Sanders is preparing a plan that would mandate corporations uh, to regularly contribute a portion of their stocks to a f- to a fund controlled by the employees, which would then pay out regular dividends to their workers. Um, so I'm actually fortunate enough to work in a workplace that has a program like this called ESOP, Employee Stock Ownership Program. Um, and yeah, it's it's. That's one more way that you make your workplace democratic. Uh, you know, if everyone has uh, at least a small share in the company, then they have, you know, more of a say. They have a little bit more control over their workspace. And everyone's motivated to ensure that the company is doing well, you know, by having that stock. 
And then another another interesting example by Elizabeth Warren, uh, who's also running, of course. Uh, she has the uh, Accountable Capitalism Act, which would require corporations with more than one billion in, in annual revenue uh, to obtain a new federal charter, and then in in getting that charter. Um, they would ensure uh, that it would weigh the interest of all stakeholders in the decisions and that those corporations would have at least 40% of their board members elected by the employees working at that business. So the, these are all democratic examples of, of what could likely happen, you know, in, in the uh, workplace. And there are examples of them across the country, really, in, in small Absolutely. Uh, in, in, in a variety of communities across the country. And isn't it interesting how it seems to make a um, business more stable when the employees are in charge of it? I, you know, it makes me think, you know, they argue that capitalism is the only way to run the economy. Um, but capitalism has given us such radical instability. Um, you know, I think of when I think of democracy, I think of the idea of taking a a a society that's got structured hierarchies, you know, classes, levels, um, the racism in our society. Democracy is the idea that really, I mean, it's kind of the idea of the supposed birthright of this country, equality for all. When we have an equal voice, I think what tends to arise is socialism. You know, when workers organize a union and they get a say in their working conditions, it tends to become more socialist in their workplace, meaning policies that are designed to benefit the group rather than to create wealth for those uh, who own it. Yeah, more more egalitarian and less hierarchical. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, capitalism is an economic system that essentially, and I don't use these terms in a pejorative sense or, or even a positive sense where it, with one of them, but it, it, it demands that we have both winners and losers. Absolutely. Essentially, somebody ha- whoever you know, somebody ha- gets to gain, and they gain at the expense of someone else, and that's how they gain. And so mm-hmm. that's what capitalism really yeah. uh, is about. When you get down to it, you know, it's kind of a mean spirited way of looking at life. It really is and, a and very individualistic business. approach that it's, says, it's you know, I I get ahead uh, and at you the know. expense of you, at the expense of other people. Right. And we know from, you know, our personal lives and our relationships that that's not a healthy way to conduct things. And it it can be from afar. I mean, you know, it can be one person gaining over here and somebody losing over here and they're they're not directly connected. Or it can be as simple as paying a lousy wage to somebody and exploiting somebody in your own workplace so that you can profit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I saw a, a meme online recently that was just like, you know, in America... Even you can be a millionaire, right? But then underneath it says, "But not everyone can be a millionaire," right? So yeah, th- yeah it's it's very individualistic. Like there can be individuals that that you know reap the rewards of society, but in this sort of system that we have set up, not everyone can have those rewards. Only right. only a select. And few. truly, I think it really does not foster democracy. Right. I think no. it capitalism really flies in the face of what democracy is you know if people have a voice over their destinies they're probably going to choose things that benefit them the masses in number you know um the more that we focus on those at the top the less 
they're going to want people to have a say over how things are done. They don't want their uh, workers to be able to decide, you know, what's a fair wage. Right. And we know that historically in this country. The right. only way that workers, um, the working class, has received rights is by, you know, gathering together and fighting for them. Organizing. Organizing. Yeah. Organizing, organizing, organizing. Right. Do it. We're going we're gonna to take a quick break here, and uh, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Katie and Dave. And we're listening to the Radical Songbook here in the Motor City at kpov.org. All right, and so we are back here on the Radical Songbook, and I have Richard Hall and Bev Vasquez here from Democratic Socialists of America, the Bend uh, Central Oregon group uh, organizing DSA here, organizing a DSA chapter. And um, we wanted to talk about what's happening, what you're doing locally, but Richard, you wanted to lead into that with some conversa- a little bit about what the DSA platform is as it stands today. Yeah, so some of the some of the main bullet points of the DSA platform overall, you know, those those are our um, uh, guiding guiding principles to to help guide us towards what we're doing locally. And just to give you an idea of what the DSA platform is all about, um, it's very multifaceted. So things that the DSA fights for is racial and gender equality, feminist rights, LGBTQ rights, criminal justice reform, uh, strong labor movements and unions, strong welfare programs, so like Medicare for All, College for All, Jobs Guarantee, democratic control of the economy, so kind of like what we were just talking about before the break. Uh, and environmental sustainability and restructuring our ener- energy system, uh, class, uh, you know, prime example being the Green New Deal. And then the things that we fight against are unjust hierarchies. So things like austerity measures and economic inequality, imperialism, corporate and capitalist exploitation of people, the economy and the environment, and also bigotry, xenophobia, uh, misogyny and fascism, and so these are some of the the guiding points that help define all DSA chapters across the country. Uh, you know, decide what they're going to fight for, what they're going to fight against, and of course, you know, what's happening in that local community. Uh, also does that as well. So Beth yeah. can talk about what we're doing. Yeah, I think that's a good segue. Um, it's helpful to know that uh, DSA chapter formation is something that happens within communities. It's very decentralized as an organization. So it's very grassroots in the sense that it's people who care in their communities getting together and saying, you know, I think we could build some political power if we get together and do this. And um, I mean, as we mentioned before, uh, politicians getting elected as democratic socialists. I think that shows a lot of power of the policies and things we're fighting for. And locally, we actually have quite a few things going on. I, um, I'll try to stick to the, the most pertinent upcoming ones, but um, it's good to know that we do meet every week. We have a weekly meeting on Wednesdays um, at 6.30, and uh, we... Basically, we have snacks, we have drinks, we hang out for a bit, and then we get down to business at 7, usually. Um, We have our meeting location at the No Expectations Art Collective, and you can find the address for that on our Facebook page. Or if you want to reach out to us uh, via email at centraloregondsa at gmail.com or Twitter at 
Central OR underscore DSA. Yeah, and our Facebook page, so you know, is uh, Democratic Socialists of America uh, dash Central Oregon. Um, yeah, so we have our weekly meeting going on, um, upcoming things that we're doing. Let's see. Can I just ask yeah. you, what can people expect at a weekly meeting? At a weekly meeting? Um, that's a great question. So we usually start with uh, food and drinks and kind of catching up and seeing where everyone's... Com- com- camaraderie, <laughs> uh, you know, with your comrades, Snaxis you have to have is praxis. Snaxis is praxis. We always, you know, that's one of my... I think that's a shared uh, value in our group. You got to feed people. If you want people to come out for a thing, if you want people to do work, you've got to make sure that they're fed. How can we do work if we're not, you know, sustained? Mm-hmm. Um, at our weekly meetings, we do a little bit of, you know, sometimes there's talking about national policies. This last week, for example, um, one of our members brought up some organizing that's happening on the national level about canvassing for Medicare for All. I believe it's related to the upcoming 2020 elections and just getting uh, members mobilized and talking points on that. Um, at the local level, we plan for events that we're doing. We catch up with each other on events that we've attended. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our members are all very community active. So, um, for example, last week I'd gone to a workshop at the college, Building Community Resilience. It was a bunch of organizations and nonprofit groups talking about how they're supporting um, basically children that are the most disadvantaged in our communities. Um We've also done a cleanup at the college uh, for Earth Day. We joined a group of students and faculty who cleaned up trash on the college campus. Um, you were at um, that May Day rally up in Redmond. We were at yep. the May Day rally. And self-identified as, yep. as uh, Democratic Socialists yep. of America, yep. handing out red roses and playing some music. It was great. Yeah, and, we actually, and bread. We brought the bread and oh, yeah, the roses. Bread, bread and roses. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, we formed a rock band. We actually have all three of the members of rock band. I mean, a folk band. <laughs> uh, Rich, myself, and uh, Ben, who's also in the studio with us today. We formed a group, Bread and Roses, and we've learned a few folk songs on guitar, mandolin, and banjo. So we played some of those at the May Day Rally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one and of the your big me- your things. Your meetings are kids-friendly? Yes, yep. they're kid-friendly. Um, it's an LGBTQ safe space, and we really do strive to be inclusive. We... Um, our space is not completely uh, like ADA accessible, but if people are interested in coming and concerned about accessibility, please contact us and um, we'll do whatever in our power to make it a space where you can come in. Um, we want people of all races, all genders to feel like, um, you know, this is our thing. It's, it's an inclusive space and I think we really do strive to foster that and we really do have kind of a sense of community with our members. We like each other. We like spending time together. Yeah. You know, it's not like uh, we get together every week and go, oh God, another meeting. It's like, yeah. you know, cool. Yeah. We get to see our friends again and we get to see what's up. We get to find out what happened to that meeting last week, you know, that um, such and such went to or um, we get to find out, you know, what's been done to plan for the book group or... Um, well, let's go into some, yeah. of, some of those stuff yeah, that yeah. you're doing in the community then. You know. Yeah, so um, some things that we have coming up, um, let's see, in order of the most uh, coming up the soonest, I know um, we've got some members going to the Deschutes Democrats meeting. Um, many of us in the group are, or I don't know if I'd say many, but I think um, several of us in the group are actually uh, Democrats. 
and locally engaged there. So we'll be mm-hmm. heading out to that meeting. Um, yeah, the Deschutes Democrats meeting is the second Thursday of every month. And, and you're uh, welcome to there? Uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out next <laughs> yeah. week. Uh, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope, hope so. so. Let me rephrase it. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll be wearing my pin next week. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we'll see we'll see if uh, that raises any eyebrows, or you know, if you see a guy wearing a little DSA pin, that's that's probably me. Come over and talk to me. I'd be happy to happy to chat with you. Yeah. Um, the next thing that's coming up that I'm excited about, um, one of our me- uh, members, Emily, is going to be leading a yoga workshop. Um, in our meeting space, the No Expectations Art Collective, it's kind of a nice um, big loft area. So we have the room to do a, a yoga thing. And Emily was really excited, and I'm super excited to support that one. Um, that's going to be coming up on Tuesday, uh, June 18th, I think, like uh, 7 to 9. Um, we're also going to be having an appearance at Pride. We don't have uh, a booth, but we're going to have a couple of our members um, out there with clipboards and, you know, with uh, our gear on. So if people are interested in talking to us and finding out more about what, you know, democratic socialism is about and what we're doing in our community, we'll be there. Um, we have uh, one of our members works at the farmer's market, um, but we're going to start this next week actually canvassing at the farmer's market. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Um, yeah, we've got the National Book Club uh, for DSA that's that's going on, which is super awesome. So we, we have a local book club in our chapter, uh, and then there's also the National Book Club. Uh, and... So they're they're doing a sort of read along, and uh, the book is No Shortcuts: Organizing for Power by uh, Jane uh, McCall. Mc, sorry, McAlevey, I think. McAlevey, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, and so they're having they're actually having her on video conferences. Uh, you know, if you're a DSA member, a dues paying member, you can sign up to be a part of those video conferences, ask questions, things like that. Um, yeah, and I think it's really awesome that they're doing this because it's it's very important to know how to organize. And uh, and she's you know I mean she comes out of the union movement, mm-hmm. spent a lot yeah. of time in the union movement, but is also uh, among some of us who are also occasionally critical of the way the union movement has gone about organizing over the past couple of decades. Yeah. And she has some some ideas that uh, really need to be promoted. So it's great that you're you're doing that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to to reading this book and hearing what she has to say. I've listened to a couple of her interviews like mm-hmm. on a uh, Current Affairs mm-hmm. uh, podcast and yeah, she's a very interesting speaker. I'm really looking forward to the book. Yeah. Um, some big things coming up this summer. Um, we're going to have a kind of a summer kickoff barbecue that's going to be on June 29th. It's a Saturday. Um, location to be determined, but if folks get onto our Facebook page, Democratic Socialists of America, Central Oregon, that's where we have our meetings posted, and that's where we'll have upcoming events posted as well. So that's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a social gathering. Um, we're going to barbecue some food in the park. Everybody's welcome to join us. Um, it's not going to be at cost. The same thing with our yoga workshop. Um, we'll accept donations because, of course, it costs money to do these things. But um, our goal is to make these as open and accessible to community, 
community members as possible. Um, another cool thing we're doing this summer, we're going to be hosting a documentary screening. Oh, yeah. Some yeah. of your listeners probably have watched or heard of the documentary Knock Down the House about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's uh, oh, great. So campaign. Be, yeah. yeah, we're yeah. going to do a movie night. Sorry, uh, seen a sign in the background from one of our members. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a whole bunch of socialists behind there's me. There's a bunch of socialists. <laughs> and I, and I, 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 don't, I can't see them. And I must say, I have to just say, I'm totally comfortable with a whole bunch of socialists behind me. I have no concerns about that whatsoever, listeners. So fear not. We, we always run around in a, in a big pack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. The yeah. more... Yeah, the bigger the better. Yeah, so Derek's holding up a sign to remind us that um, there's also, every year, there's a national convention for DSA. This year, it's in August in Georgia. Yep. And, Atlanta. Um, Atlanta. Yep, Atlanta, Georgia. And we've got four local members who are running as at-large delegates because we don't have an official chapter yet. We are considered at-large members. So um, we have, I think, voting closes this Sunday, yep. June second. Yeah, yeah. For that. So, so if you're a member, uh, if you're if you are a member, you should have gotten a ballot via email uh, or in in the mail. Uh, yeah, and voting ends on Sunday. And both Bev and I, and two of our other uh, members, Derek and Alex, are running for national delegates. What are their last their full names? Uh, Alex Maynard and Derek Stevens. Okay, and. I believe, because um, I received one of those ballots, um, I'll just say to people, you can you can engage in bullet voting if you want. You don't have to vote for how many people do they ask, say you can vote for, 30 or something? I like think that. something oh. like it's a rank voting yeah. system, which yeah, I love. Yeah, there's 129, you, you, you and you can you, rank them all if, if you'd if like. You, if you could, you could only vote for four if you wanted to. Yeah, but, that's yes. totally optional. <laughs> you know, yes. Democracy in action. Well, it is. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's democratic. You're making a decision. Yeah, you know. So anything? Yeah. Uh, what about? Oh yeah, go ahead. Anything else? Oh, I was just gonna uh, follow up. That documentary is going to be happening in July, July twentieth, which is another Saturday, and um, that will be at the No Expectations Art Collective, and we'll have that event info on our Facebook page. Um, and one last event that we have going on this summer uh, that we've planned so far is uh, a Labor Day barbecue. I mean, just a chance for folks to get together, hang out, have food, have fun. Well, you know, there is a Labor Day bar- barbecue. Oh, is there? Yes, there is. On the Monday, on La- on Labor Day, and it's at Pioneer Park. And you should, you should, uh, and there's free hamburgers. There's Hold free- the phone. Huh? Who's uh, who hosts this one? Do you labor, guys? The labor movement. The labor okay. movement hosts the okay. big barbecue. Well, no, clearly, had, uh, there's been a Labor Day picnic in this town for. Oh gosh, I don't know. Last seven or eight or nine years, I think, and and it's in Pioneer Park. You know where Pioneer Park is? Absolutely. Yeah. And um, uh, you know the AFL-CIO right now is going through a staff transition here mm-hmm. as Noah's yeah. leaving, as you probably know, Noel Goldberg Jaffe, and they haven't hired somebody yet. Mm-hmm. But I'd be happy to put you in touch with um, the organizers of these this event. Um, so but, yeah, we'd love to get the word out. Don't about hold it. a separate event. Come to the, oh you goodness know, no yeah it, let's get together yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we'll and, we'll help bring the word out for that one yeah all right cool yeah. and I you know and I would say I I can't speak for uh, everybody in the labor movement here but uh, 
I think you would be welcome. I think DSA would be welcome I, at the Labor so. Day picnic. Yeah. Uh, there are, you know, there's a it, they have, you know, they have an organization, Central Oregon Strong Voice, mm-hmm. which is another mm-hmm. organization that you might want to kind of connect with. That's a labor community coalition here. Yeah, we town. we've been getting their their emails. Yeah, um, and I know you can't be everywhere, but you know, right? Yeah, it is hard. Um, it, you know, and that that is an argument for growing our our group and our chapters. Right. The, the more people that we have in our chapter, the more work we can do um yeah so i've i've been trying to attend the uh the labor meetings uh the labor council meetings as much as possible you know uh each of our members in our group have you know we we have our our pet projects our our things that we're very interested in labor is uh you know sort of close to my heart because i am a laborer uh so you know I'm, i'm trying to be engaged with uh with that with that labor movement, it is very sad to see Noah uh, is moving on. Yeah, um, he's he's been a great addition. It was he was the third person that was hired here by the state fed, oh, FOCIO. Awesome. That that they for for many many years we didn't have anyone here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he he's done an excellent job, and I'm hoping there are there's a very you know well there's a good candidate out there. Hopefully uh, that'll be the person that they uh, name to replace Noah. And I'll just leave that at that. Yeah. Right now, but um, there will be somebody in place, and there are, of course, you know, I mean, the labor, the labor uh, council is the organization that basically organizes the Labor Day picnic every year. So okay. it's, it's that Monday, whatever the date is. I yeah. can't remember. September yeah, and second or something. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, it's, I've, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I've you know I've met some of the folks at the labor council meetings, and in of course seen them around town at other events. And yeah, they're they're very nice people. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to getting to know them more. Uh, and I and I had a quick correction for the yoga workshop. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the donations for that and any proceeds are going to go to the Yellow Hammer Fund, which is a group working to provide access to abortion to, w- to women in the states where the draconian uh, abortion bans have been enacted. Yeah. yeah, I think I heard something about that on on Amy Goodman's show, Democracy Now! here on KPOB. Nice. Yeah, um, thank you for adding that, Rich. Yeah, no problem. Totally forgot to mention. So what else? We're kind of running out of time. We, we got are. a little time, but you know, you know. What I, and I don't want to leave you. I, I always want to make sure that my guests get to um, say what they say what they want to say. And of course, we do want to re- at the end of, of it all, we do want to remind people how they can get involved and how they can contact you. And you said, you yeah, have the three singers of Bread and Roses here. I don't know. You want to sing a song? Oh, oh boy! You know, putting, putting you on the spot. Sorry. Ben's got a pretty good one. He doesn't have his banjo with him though, and I don't have my I don't have my mandolin. We might so. have to come back another time with yeah. our instruments. Can Can you do that? I mean, are there acoustic mm-hmm. instruments, right? Yeah, yeah all I mean, they're acoustic. all you don't have you don't have to plug in. No, nope. I've nope. had I've had like musicians here in the broadcast studio before. We have a a, a, a Saturday show center stage where they they use the um, the larger studio here, and they have. Uh, it's set up better for music. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, I'll no. I'll have you come back for, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, three yeah. or four songs. Yeah, we, for doing that? we you know, would ben, come back for that. what do you think that? about yeah. that? He's in the hall nodding. nodding his head. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that would be great right. fun. I, I really like to have live music on the show. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, we So that. That, that'll be sometime in June probably because I'm leaving town in July and going to be okay. gone for a while. All right. So, uh, I, I, I guess we're going to have to start practicing yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get the band back together. Get yeah. the band back together. That's right. Yeah. So, all right. So, what else? Okay. Uh, one of my pet projects that I'm 
really excited about. Um, we're working on publishing a zine, a local zine, and the working title for it right now is The Socialist Guide to uh, Surviving Capitalism. And the whole idea is, a, you know, fun zine format um, with simple ways that people, everyday people, can do things that um, improve their lives and kind of improve society at the same time. Some examples are, okay, so shopping, we've got to get groceries, you know, to survive in this society. We have to get clothes. We have to do these things. Um, simple ways that you can, um, you know, increase your local economy, shopping at the farmer's market. Um, some folks don't realize, but you can use your SNAP EBT benefits at the farmer's market. Right. And there yeah. are times actually where they double those. There's double food bucks at farmer's market. So you get twice the amount of money to buy fresh local produce. Um, other simple things, credit unions. Joining a credit union, investing in a credit union instead Absolutely. of a bank. You know, building your community power. Um, I found personally when I switched to a credit union, um, I wasn't getting charged these outrageous monthly fees. And I know that my money is not being invested in uh, things that I'm ethically opposed to. Um, you know, Another simple thing is the idea of like uh, organizing as a community, getting to know your neighbors. Mm -hmm. These mm -hmm. are the, you know, capitalism, individualism in our society tends to segment us. Yeah, and it, it atomizes not by us. accident. Yeah, not it's by not, accident. Yeah. No, and you know, one of the most radical things we can do is simply getting to know our neighbors, mm -hmm. meeting up mm -hmm. with people in the community. Um, I mean, that's a big part of why we're doing these barbecues is the idea of. You know, hey, let's get out and meet each other. You know, let's get to know each other. Let's talk about what things we want to see in our community. Talk about mm -hmm. our concerns. Talk about the things we like. Um, build the people power to, if there's changes we want to make, make them happen. Yeah. And and we need, you know, we need people of, uh, you know, all, all different uh, walks of life. We need those different perspectives people coming together and talking, you know, because each each of us, you know, is an individual and we have a, a limited uh, sort of perspective on on our environment surrounding us. But when we all come together as a group, you know, we're, we're sharing all these different perspectives together and, and can come up with with, you know, a, a collective solution to the community problems or the national problems. And, and yeah. that's, that's one of the, I think that's one of the fundamental things about socialism is uh, no one can do it alone. That's Absolutely. Right. You have to band together. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, these are things that are works in progress. We've got a zine, we've got events, we've got the yoga workshop and we're a very kind of decentralized group. I mean, these ideas are things that members bring up and we do together. If you're a person who's interested in getting involved with a community group that um, wants to move forward for political activism, for community activism, we'd love to have you with us. Um, very welcoming and we, we love getting new people in the room, new ideas. So. We, uh, we really hope if there's anyone listening out there right now who's interested, come out for a meeting, you know, uh, just come hang out, see what it's like. And if you like it, maybe you'll join us. And remind, yeah. them how, remind our listeners how they can do that. Sure. So you can reach out to us at centraloregondsa at gmail.com, uh, on Twitter at centralor underscore DSA, or you can reach us at our Facebook page 
at Democratic, just search Democratic Socialists of America, Central Oregon. Great. We'd love to meet you. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks to both of you, Richard Hall and and Bev Vasquez, for coming in, representing DSA. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and a program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.